So, Kaylin, mm-hmm. how are you with scary movies? Oh, good. Great. Love them. I would say I was more into them when I was younger. And as I get older, I'm looking for a movie that maybe is more on the lighter side or the comedy side or like the thriller side. But so while it has to be like really the right mood to watch a scary movie or a horror movie, I I enjoy the I enjoy being scared. What about you? Because I was wondering because I I'm a big baby. I can't I can't do horror. I hate it. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten more and more into the horror genre. Still have no patience for like exploitative, really gory horror that's just there for being gory. But mm-hmm. like this movie we're gonna talk about, get out, um, the Ari Aster films like Midsommar and Hereditary or something like The Witch. Mm-hmm. It follows kind of more atmospheric, thematic horror really getting into. And I always wondered if it's because being the younger sibling, I got a little more exposure to horror films a little sooner. Are you blaming this on me? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I mean, one thing about this this movie, and we'll probably talk about it maybe later, but uh, is that there feels like there's a lot more genre bending movies. Like a lot of the ones that you mentioned, you could put them under the straight horror, but you could also put them under like a psychological thriller title. Mm-hmm. And maybe the horror movies that I'm imagining that I saw when I was too young, like Candyman, like Seven, mm-hmm. like the early Saw days, like... Or even like Scream for me, which I yeah. now see as very funny yeah yeah it's it's a yeah. horror movie but it's a very funny well thought out horror movie mm-hmm. at the time was just pure oh my god he's in the he's in he's in the room he's in the room get out like that kind of scary horror like a old yeah and maybe we're just like film. we're watching the wrong movies when we were younger but it seems like there's a lot more thought put into this genre or more just there, it's just a little bit different. All the movies you want, um, you just mentioned, I really loved. Like a few of them, I still haven't seen. But now, does that extend to other parts of your life? Like how are you with other scary, like scary experiences? What about like, like not like scary escape rooms, but like the haunted mansions or like skydiving? Are you is that is it that kind of like? Does it tap into the same experience for you? Like the thrill? Yeah. I think I'm just a... I think I'm just a wuss. Like, I would want to skydive once. I feel like I wouldn't need to do it again. (laughs) I love escape rooms, but if someone... If it's a kind of escape room where people are going to be hiding and jump out at you, I am not into that. Do not want that. Although I feel like I was like that when I was younger too. Like I don't want to deliberately put myself into situations where I get really scared. You feel pretty safe, like in the comfort of a down blanket in front of the TV, regardless of how scary it is. Yeah, I can just mute the TV and like look away for minutes. Like I definitely didn't do for the movie we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I 
have watched movies where I'm still watching through my fingers. Like, mm. you haven't seen Hereditary yet, have you? Um, yeah, I saw Hereditary. Finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching some of that movie through my fingers. Yeah, that that one was worse for me. Do you see Midsommar? Not yet. That, that was worse for me than Midsommar. I saw Midsommar first. Yeah. And that is such that's, a slow-paced movie and just weird and wacky and the violence comes very suddenly. It's Hereditary was definitely just straight scarier. Kind of mm-hmm. on par with like, I felt the same way about The, the Witch. Where I was just oh, I like, still haven't seen The Witch. Paralyzed with like the oncoming dread. It's like a movie full of that oncoming dread. Honestly, after watching this one... I like remembered why I like movies like this. And I immediately mm-hmm. wanted to watch Midsommar. Yeah. Now that you've reminded me that I also haven't seen The Witch. Like, yes, yes. Like I felt confident to take on a scary yeah. movie again. <laughs> I just needed some some confidence. Yeah. And I feel like these kind of movies are the difference between sort of wading into a pool and getting acclimatized before dunking your head under versus like the slasher movies of the past where like it started with a murder like that was the jumping off point wait for which one for like slasher movies oh yeah yeah start off with a murder or something bloody and gruesome just to be like this is what's happening yeah yeah like that first scene yeah yeah and now it's kind of like we don't need to do that right away we'll the slow build is powerful yeah Mm -hmm. i really I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I feel like there was a serious slasher period from the late 90s to the 2000s, which is kind of when we were more into watching movies. So I think a lot of the horror that I saw was maybe more of a slasher horror, which is different than I think more of the ones I'm interested in now, which feel like they're more psychological horror. Yeah, it's more... It's more Exorcist than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about scary movies, because this week on Movie Journal, we are talking Saint Maud. <laughs> so what are you drinking? I have a very delicious dark beer on hand uh, called Dark Matter from the Hoyne Brewing Company here in Victoria. It is, without a doubt, one of the best dark beers I've ever had. So, I think a staple on the island. Nice. Um, got a good mix pack, and this is, without a doubt, one of my favorite beers in it. What about you? I feel like the Dark Matter title is appropriate as well for this movie. Yeah, it's it's a heavy beer. It's a dark beer. Perfect. I actually had one of these last night when I watched the movie. For me, the, the thought process was after, you know, I almost have a heart attack and the movie slows down a little bit. I want, I need something. I need something heavy to kind of calm the nerves and reset Got for the it. next scene. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't just go glass of whiskey. I should have. I, I would have. <laughs> I, I needed it. That's for sure. Um, I'm drinking, I'm drinking, I meant to make a blueberry tea, but 
I didn't have any Grand Marnier. So mm. I'm drinking like um, amaretto, just amaretto tea. Nice. It's like black tea, amaretto, and cream. It's kind of like a milky tea. It's quite good. I just Googled delicious. it. Yeah. So if you don't have Grand Marnier and you want a boozy hot drink, I recommend. It's cold out here. That, that might be my afternoon. It's cold here too. Um, yeah. Our apartment's super chilly. I don't know why. I only want to drink hot drinks these days. <laughs> so this is perfect. That's perfect. So. Before we get into what we thought of the movie, I'm just curious what you knew about this movie going in. I know you didn't think you knew very much. What were you expecting and how did that all turn out? I had no expectations. I didn't read. I read the synopsis, I guess, which is pretty accurate in describing Mm -hmm. what this movie is about, essentially. It's an easy synopsis. It It is. Yeah, I mean, nurse becomes obsessed with a patient. Yeah, needs to save her soul. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen. <laughs> Dear God, your presence graces the air, and soon everyone will see. Hi, Imod. Yes, hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. Hey, I thought that was you. What are you up to? I'm a private carer. You're still nursing? What? They know what happened. All the good girls go to hell. Cause even got herself. I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. I think I don't like religious themed horror movies often Mm. the whole devil i mean with the exception of the exorcist as a classic yeah often i don't love the genre for whatever reason it just maybe it's just like the devil being the bad guy yeah you know idea of it kind of just being like a good and evil maybe it's in some ways predictable but I, i think that's not entirely accurate because when i do see movies like this i really enjoyed it and it wasn't like good versus evil, really. It was quite muddy, and that that just added to it being really interesting. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't have high expectations or any real expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I didn't know much either. I knew that it was very well received out of I think Toronto back in 2019 was on like my, my top ten hopeful films or maybe top fifteen for 2020. Never came out. Um, a couple film critics I follow place it very highly on their top 10 of the year last year when they were able to see it through you know critical means. Interesting. And so I was very, very excited to see it. Didn't really know what to expect. Again, not a huge horror person. Like every so often, like Get Out obviously made my top 10 of the, that year. And 
Um, I think The Lighthouse, which I don't know if I'd actually call a horror movie, but was on my top 10 of a couple years ago. So I, I definitely like a good horror film. But didn't really know what to expect and kind of took it easy. And I know it's going to be kind of like a lo-fi film because of the first time director. And yeah, I was, I was actually blown away. I was so impressed by this. It's A, as a debut feature. And B, just as some of the decisions she made. Some of how, how the movie was paced is, I think, just a master class in building suspense and tension to a point. Yeah, it's interesting. I know we will go deep, more deeply into into it, but well, I well there I did end it and kind of want more out of it um, in certain areas. When I realized it was a first time director, which I didn't until after, mm-hmm. you probably said it and I just didn't remember. Um, I was shocked. It's got such like a strong sense of what the movie is about and a, like a strong vision it feels like or I'm just not like familiar enough with film but it just feels so sure of itself that it does not seem like a first time uh someone who's doing this for the first time at all Um, yeah for for an an experienced filmmaker I feel like it must the feeling must feel like you have a puzzle with blank pieces and you have to cut draw on each one and and then assemble it and hopefully it makes the picture that you you came out hoping it would be Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time first time filmmakers will have you know a couple really assured scenes maybe like a great concept get some good actors involved and it really carries the plot this one consistent yeah and especially for a movie that's it's very slow I would say in the first half hour, it really takes its time. There's a couple kind of tinges of, of horror, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, it's very, very slowly paced, kind of gradually just builds. And to have the confidence to be like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're not gonna indulge in the first half hour. It's building to something and have the confidence Mm -hmm. that it's all going to come together and not have to have like a couple really crazy scenes early on to be like, Oh, we got to keep people's attention or they're going to tune out. This is something that feels like much more assured than it should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So did you want to go through like some of the stuff, some of the stuff that we liked? Yeah. Um, I would like right from the beginning, you get the scene of just like, five second scene of her just in a bloody room and you have no idea what happened no idea what's going on i assumed is like from later in the movie even to your point though of like starting really slow and not needing to like yeah. <laughs> get something to hook you i mean that does that is the quintessential first death in a slasher or like the first hook that you're like what yeah. and it's funny because it sets this tone of like you know really gore terrifying horror and then it just drops so Mm -hmm. like the pace of it and then the build drops to nothing you know where it's just daytime and she's really lovely and she has a normal job and you know there's nothing there's no red flags when it starts no i you i assumed that was later in the film i assumed that's where the movie would be 
ending in some sort of bloody mess, someone dead. And you kind of know it's about being obsessive with another woman and there's a woman there and you're just like, okay, True. how do we get here? Not realizing yeah. that it's in the past. And when that reveal comes later that something horrible happened in our past, you're just like, oh boy. Yeah, I feel like the reveal, like doesn't she have a flashback to it pretty quick-ish into it? I would it? say like... The, f- the flashback of what actually happens. I would say it's about an hour in. Because it's right before she kind oh, of goes really? back. Because she's with that guy. Right. I can't remember. No, there must. I feel like there must have been like brief. Maybe not. I, I always imagined it being early. Yeah. She runs into the woman who says like, they still let you be a nurse after what happened? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That, I assumed, obviously, was the, the first scene. But, yeah. I just have, like, a list of things that I really liked. Yeah, go right ahead. The atmosphere. It's the whole time. It's just dark and moody and creepy. And there's an excellent use of the house that yeah. they're in. Using all the levels. Um, the color and the shadow. And the Coney Island scenes. And the boardwalk. And the moody you know ocean it's just yeah the whole feeling of the film was really really good yeah that house is so dark and yeah eerie and it plays this corner so well of her looking through rooms kind of spying on each other just that whole it feels like a haunted house movie when it really isn't it does it does but the house also is not evil do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's certain movies where you see the like ripped wall. Pa- I've seen like, like hereditary, for instance, that house yeah. felt haunted, even though it looked really nice. I mean, there was the whole miniature thing, which creeped me out, <laughs> but this one had so much, they did a really good job with like the set because it felt like that woman's house. It had like interesting furniture pieces and history and mm-hmm. layers to it. Of if someone lived there, not yeah. like an abandoned creepy you know, with white sheets over everything, dusty. Like it looked kind of lived in and homey. Like when she's cooking in the kitchen, I'm not scared. It's got yeah. like good vibes, but it was just, yeah, it had a certain quality that I felt like was really effective for the film. No, yeah. And especially the whole like first, I don't know, 45 minutes before she leaves that house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's creepy, but it's never scary. There's a couple instances where there's like a little bit of a shock, but the movie is specifically not scary. It's tense Mm -hmm. and atmospheric. Mm -hmm. But But it's a nice slow build of the characters and their relationship. Yeah. And I really appreciated that it was just kind of like a weird little two-hander for that amount of time. What does that mean, a two-hander? Camera? I don't even know if I'm saying if that's correct, but it's like um, just like a two-person in play basically like it's just the two of them in the house interacting the whole that's the whole time got it um and then the next thing was just the performances of them like morphid clark and jennifer l yeah they're so good together you know morphid clark she switches between being this like really caring hands-on person who clearly you know is good at working in like a palliative care setting that could be really difficult but she's also clearly tortured and then jennifer l just she's really good as a supporting character for this Um, she's so snarky 
and funny and dismissive, but weirdly caring at the same time. She does a really, she does a really fantastic job of playing a character who's not really in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Who's just at a at a point in her life where things are coming to an end and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, like she adds some normalcy, right? Like she is like the viewer. Mm-hmm. She brings it back to life when um, Maud is kind of getting more out there <laughs> with the with the Jesus stuff. Yeah. And like even when she's doing, I think the physical therapy, and you can like hear her on her iPhone like typing. And I'm like, thank God. Like sometimes you know horror just has this like always set in the past vibe mm-hmm. um it's like at least they have phones at least at least we're in the present because up until that point i didn't know when this movie was meant to take place really you do definitely feel safer with that and yeah especially with um morphin's cult, um like mods mods outfit it's very like a sane asylum nurse white oh yeah it's 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 unsettling in and of itself yeah yeah totally yeah so then the next big thing i had that i i really liked was the line that this movie seemed to tread between good and evil in that we don't truly know whether she's being directed by god or the devil, or at least I didn't. She obviously seems like she's trying to connect with God, mm-hmm. but it, I don't know. It didn't seem entirely clear to me. Also, good and evil in terms of just who is the bad guy. Like she plays both the savior and the murderer, mm-hmm. um, and so it, yeah, that part I, I didn't really like seem clear, and um, just this idea of between her diving into potentially like a huge psychotic breakdown or just faith and what that difference looks like between psychosis and faith, you know, like it's faith up to a point and then it's psychosis. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And we never, I think that's my favorite part about the whole movie is we never really know whether she is indeed hearing from God or the devil, or she is losing her mind. Oh, really? I, I interpret as her just losing her mind. At least yeah, I mean, up until the final the scene. Final the scene. final scene. The final scene. It at least kind of says like, no, we're going this way. I I really appreciated, and this is something that I'm very surprised about for especially for a first-time filmmaker, that Rose Glass was so happy to play into what the strengths of a unreliable narrator because it shows you what she's feeling the whole time. There's no inkling that it could be faked. It plays everything kind of straight. The voices, the... I mean, it's a great performance of when she gets, like... I don't want to say possessed, but, like, touched by God or whoever. Mm -hmm. When she feels that it's convincing. And then you get the the scene with both of them and then being spoken to by God or like I said, the devil, I wouldn't have expected that to be God's voice. It was very creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And just to kind of up until the very end, when she sees the devil and in her, 
and goes to kill her. I'm still like, oh, so we're going for a actual religious parable. And that, and she was the devil. Like, oh, that's interesting. She was the devil the whole time and da da da, or what's going on. Like, I'm all in what the film's selling with it being religious until she murders her. And then I'm like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I really. So, what do you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I just really appreciated that the movie went all in on her perspective for the mm-hmm. most part, and never really gave us reason outside of regular distrust to question that. I think a lot of other movies would have played it like, oh, is she or is she not? And the movie is just the whole time like, nope, that's just, it's her perspective. That is what she's seeing. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, not that it's needed to break this down, but what do you think happened? I think she's lost her mind and saw what she wanted to see. And what do you think happened in the first scene? In the first scene? Yeah, the scene that we never really truly get to see, like the accident at the original hospital. Um, I think it kind of happened like she flashes back to where she tried to perform CPR on someone, killed them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then that she promptly lost her mind about that um turned to religion and then as the story went on used that to give herself purpose so i think i think in the end up to when um jeffriel says like you know i don't don't believe any of this garbage. You know, it's, it's just us here. I think that all really happened. I think up to that point, that's the conversation they were having. Mm-hmm. And then that is not what was supposed to happen. So Ma, what do you mean? So I think in, in Mon's mind, she was like, oh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to do that. I'm going to save you. Mm-hmm. And when she was having none of it, She's like, oh, mm-hmm. let's stop this bullshit. I think mm-hmm. she was like, okay. And in her mind, she's like, oh, what can I comp- What can I make happen that will make, what is God trying to tell me by this? What right. is happening? And then it's and like, then it's oh, like, then well, she's the devil. must be the devil. And then all of right. that is a construct in her mind. Mm-hmm. She made it up. It believed it, obviously, but threw herself across grabbed something and stabbed her to death and imagined something that was happening that gave her life purpose Mm -hmm. or redemption, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like that angle a lot better than I don't necessarily believe in people in there being modern day saints that are, (laughs) I don't know. Um, given those kinds of uh, very verbal and obvious directions from God, but I'm not really a religious person. So who knows? But that's the, that's the story I kind of thought too. Um, Yeah. There's these great scenes where she's trying to be normal after she's kicked out of her job and just like at the bar. And you can see that she's just an awkward person that is difficult to relate to others and 
wants to the so story badly. Wants to just be involved to, in someone else's conversation and Yeah, but it's just sad. Like mm-hmm. she's you can see how she would be such a lonely person, you know, like being a little bit strange and a little bit like awkward. Um that life kind of seems pointless and meaningless and giving herself this higher purpose. Well, yeah, especially when she probably worked her entire life up to that point, went to nursing school, that was the plan. And then something horrible happens that takes that all away. Mm -hmm. And I'm not entirely sure that they would have known what would have happened. Her new employer may not have known what would have happened. Or in the past, yeah, or or how much of that yeah. was actually her fault, or whatever was going. You don't really know what happens. You don't really yeah. know why it happened. Whether it was her, I mean, she obviously did something wrong. She killed someone via CPR. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know. Her friend or old friend said something like, "Oh, we knew you were slipping, or you're having a hard time." And you don't yeah, really know what's and going I... on. Yeah, and I think that's like the part, the only part that I didn't really like was there was kind of this slow reveal of what had happened. Like, you know, something happened by the first scene and then running into her on the street, you know that something happened that made her be dismissed from her job. And then the flashback scene with the guy and it's almost like there wasn't enough like when she is talking to the friend and it's also kind of hard to hear her because there's the score like on top of it like she's not paying attention to the friend and yeah I wanted I wanted more to like know how this all started because even the scene the flashback where she's killing her via CPR the the patient by CPR like that's like it it seems like almost impossible to do like it seems unnatural that what she's seeing in her head you know I yeah I got the imp- like the body just explodes. Yeah, right. I got the Which impression isn't... that she may have been losing her mind before that. That she just right. saw someone in trouble who was fine, or maybe mm. couldn't move, or was like for some reason couldn't was maybe bedridden or whatever. Performed CPR on a person who did not need it, and just through force like crushed her abdomen yeah i, I yeah like but i mean too. like that still like a person of her size and this was like leaning like leading all towards the more possession and yeah. religious side is that no one could physically really do that what was viewed in the from what i remember what's viewed in the flashback like it seems way more bloody it almost seems like either the flashback is more brutal than it actually was in real life like she's imagining how bad it was to kill someone that way and so it's more bloody or she was like super powered in that moment or something like possessed by the devil or whatever that's a good point because when you see it happen you see her just like spit up the blood but also like the in the first, first scene, no, not the very first scene when she like is with the guy and you see her pressing down on his chest and then it turns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like spits up blood like that. Yeah, I can buy. Yeah. But yeah, looking yeah. back on it, like that first scene, that was like blood everywhere. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, I just like, it'd be good to know if she was slowly unraveling and then it kind of hit to a point and then this is the fallout from it. Or because even the cockroach, like the big cockroach, like that's supposed to be God. I think something looking down (laughs) on her. Yeah. Right. Like that's the whole like devil side for me. It's like you just murdered someone and now that you're viewing this cockroach, like that seems kind of like ominous. And then the voice, which, you know, what's funny is it, it is her voice slowed down. Is it? Yeah, it's her own voice, which also adds to the whole like hallucination, psychosis angle. And she's talking in her native like tongue Welsh. I didn't know that. That makes sense. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I really liked about this movie was that it was like a nice, brisk hour and 26 minutes. Totally. But I also could have really gone for the hour 45 version with a little more of what happened or if a, mm-hmm. like a little more build up of what actually might have occurred yeah. before where she is. Or just a little more. Like I really enjoyed the yeah. movie, right? I would have just watched more of it to give maybe like a deeper understanding of her as a character. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you got on your list? Um, We had a, we had a few of them. Uh, the playing with uh, her being an unreliable narrator, seeing something mm-hmm. and then not even until even up until the final scene, I was mm-hmm. kind of giving the religious angle a lot of credence because you see her pour that, everyone looks confused, and then she just ignites with a holy light almost mm-hmm. and you see the swirl in the sky and people are looking up at it and so there's there's bits and pieces where you assume they're just happening it gives a little more mm-hmm. to the idea that this is just the world it is and then the last second up and up until that <laughs> final second of her just burning and screaming like a quarter of a second yeah up until that point you're really you really don't know what to make of what she's seeing of what's happening around her. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, that like final fourth of a second, that to me like cements the whole two-sided story. Like if you, if they did not include that final Mm -hmm. snippet and that you see everyone bow in front of her and she's got like the glow, you're like, holy shit, she's fucking been an angel this entire time. Like that like cements that story. But the split second again is like, she might be experiencing her burning alive as a religious moment. And she's viewing people bowing down when reality, in the other side, she is also at the same time screaming in pain and people are, I'm sure, not bowing down and like looking on in horror mm-hmm. as to like how to save her which is impossible yeah it's not gonna happen yeah so i i don't know yeah i liked it because again you're just like not sure who to trust like her experience of it mm-hmm. or the objective yeah no <laughs> burning i really appreciated just the willingness to do that to not even just leave it just tell the one story and just kind of mm-hmm trust that it'll all come together really love the performances i really love the scene where she gets dismissed from her job like the party scene oh yeah the party oh 
it's it's so good where she sees the other girl and then the woman talks to her like oh yeah no i'm talking to you yeah you said that she shouldn't come around anymore she tried to do this and then when the thing that happens in movies where someone gets called out they get embarrassed and walked away and then you resolve the scene in another situation she goes like no i'm talking to you Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. edges her on and keeps going until it ends up with um maude giving her a giant slap (laughs) in the face yeah it's good it's so good was intense in a way that not like cringy intense but just like oh god everything's going wrong Mm -hmm. and that scene is also interesting because you see her at like at the job like getting like trying to get another job or having the dismissal discussed Mm -hmm. and like up until that point you don't really know like what she's gonna do to her at like to save her right like she yeah. gets the friend to never come and you're like oh god she's gonna like isolate her in this house and like yeah kill her or something you know like try to do some kind of like religious um ceremony or anything to cleanse her soul or whatever and then she's out like immediately and you're like oh where's this movie going because you yeah. kind of expected it to like not happen that way or i didn't no, me neither. And you have like a good 15 minutes of of kind of downtime. But every second she's in her apartment, I'm terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> the, the apartment's kind of creepy. The apartment's creepy. She keeps having these visions. You don't know if they're going to, if something bad's going to happen to her or good, like, the sweater with the cross keeps falls off the thing a few times or it moves and just mm-hmm. nothing seems right. Everything's talk about haunted houses. Her apartment seems more haunted than anything else. Yeah. Like that seems just like a yeah. bad space. When her friend comes over, you're just like, leave. She's going to kill you or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> like, this yeah. Isn't good. So what? Uh, yeah. And you get the sense that, being alone is like so dangerous for her. Like she is just Mm -hmm. descending farther into her own madness being alone. Like the thumbtacks or whatever pinched through the image in her shoes is just like Uh... excruciating to watch her walk around like slowly in so much pain (laughs) or like picking at the scab on her her hand Uh... or like, you know, it's just like, it's so hard to watch it's yeah it's it's literal self-harm it's not just mm-hmm. being in a bad headspace she's doing crazy old testimony penance mm-hmm. rituals which are painful to watch <laughs> they're just straight yeah and then you also see you might see it earlier but like all the scars on her stomach right so yeah. obviously she's been doing that kind of like self-harm for a while and you never see the like stomach ones are all like um healed so you're right there was probably like some kind of break mental breakdown earlier before the first scene where she was kind of not doing so well and that's what the friend was referring yeah, to yeah they all like almost look like scratch marks or something i don't it's, know it's unsettling yeah yeah so i loved everything that happened to that the the scenes of her being quote unquote touched by God 
where her face like, becomes like sunken and there's like some dysmorphia happening it's freaky and sudden and really kind of turns the dial up on mm-hmm. on what we're about to experience it's yeah like, okay like it's, those two. it's it's a possession it's something's happening like we're turning we are 100 going into the realm of supernatural because yeah it just feels so unnatural what yeah how she looks and what's happening it's not just like her getting touched it's like it feels like her life force is being sucked out of her or something in those scenes it yeah very unsettling And there's one of those that happens like with Amanda, right? And then you're like, mm-hmm. wait, is this for real? Is this happening? Like, yeah, you don't really know until the until, until later when she's back, like, yeah. no, she's <laughs> like, no, come on, who are we kidding? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, other than kind of wanting a little bit more of a little bit more, um, I did enjoy it. It felt like a like overall just like a really slow burn. Yeah the film like it was good if it had been longer and hadn't like if it had been longer and slower i think i would have had a harder uh, time getting through it like the pace kept up so that even though there wasn't like a lot necessarily happening like a lot of action you were still interested in it um but i was like when it was only 80 minutes like that the ending was the ending i was like oh sweet this is yeah yeah it's a a slow burn but that 80 uh, 80 something minutes it moves you get to that part pretty quickly and by the time you're starting to be like okay what's going on here and it being really slow and then it peaks up again and then peaks up again and like it's like one of those tremor monitors of an earthquake starting to happen it's like goes quicker but those peaks go quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker as we get closer to the end Mm -hmm. yeah another if it was like another 20 minutes of like slow beginning you're probably going to lose people, but no, it's, um, I think expertly paced. Yeah. So what are you giving this one? I give it a very strong four to five. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's an exceptionally complete movie from start to finish. Um, how she, drops information and pieces and thrills kind of throughout the movie leading up to I think an absolutely exceptional final 10 minutes is very impressive it's probably one of my favorite horror movies of the 2010s I guess it's a 2010s movie since it's technically 2019 it's definitely up there though I I really loved it very impressed cool yeah, I was impressed. And like you said, the final 10 minutes are pretty, pretty good. I think I, I just wished I still wanted like more out of it for some reason. Like I wasn't totally satisfied, yeah. even though the ending was so good. I'd watched it. Even though it was this. so well done. <laughs> yeah. So I gave it three out of five. Perfect. But that's good. Cool. And what are we watching next week? We are going even darker. You had your first horror movie. We're going to go... Get ready for... <laughs> Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. With? Uh, Kristen Wiig, um, the follow-up 
Well, I guess it would be to follow up for her and any uh, Momolo's writing debut, which would have been Bridesmaids. Um, oh, they they wrote Bridesmaids together? Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I think Momolo was in it, but in a much smaller role. So she co-stars here with Kristen Wiig, and I'm, I'm very curious because Bridesmaids is great. Yeah, we felt like we could do something a little bit lighter. Yeah, a little... We can't let the Oscar run up. Yeah, like the delayed Oscar run up is happening right now. So Mm -hmm. it feels like nice to get a good light movie in before we crack some of those heavier dramas again. Mm -hmm. Good call. Good call. I'll watch Kristen Wiig in literally anything. So so good. Bring it on. Perfect. Uh, we'll, We'll watch that next week. It's available on most rental services right now, I think. And in, if you happen to have a theater, it might be there too. Sweet. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.